Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in Double Deuce. Hello, everyone. And and with Jeremy, 100% special guest, Jeremy Amon. Yeah. 100%. 100% feel like special, I'm... 100% guest. 100% <laughs> Jeremy Amon. All hey, the time. All the time, every day. Don't get a lot of artifice with Jeremy Amon. Jeremy Amon is not other people. Jeremy <laughs> Amon is just Jeremy Amon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Amon, people don't even call him Jeremy Amon. They just call him Amon. He's boiled himself down to one name. He is a brand of a man. Wow. One man brand. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Soon I my name. Will... Like... It's okay. I was just gonna big... say, soon my name will be on buildings. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of, I, how much? What's the level that they, the endowment names a building after you? It's not two dollars, is it? No, it's going to be a bit bigger than that. Eleven. I, I've, I'm on the endowment, the KU endowments, like permanent, like we're going to ha- hassle you for the rest of your life list because a while back they sent me a request and I had graduated with a theater degree and was working at the time uh, for manpower and was absolutely miserable in my life. And so I decided to make theirs miserable as well. So I sent them $2 in assorted change and was like here this is what my degree is worth to me right now and uh, and that was enough to get me on the list yeah and man they that's, call- what, that's how that happens yeah they called the other day and they're like hey we want you to do you ever first thing she's like we're calling on behalf of the KU endowment we're not even KU endowment we're, did I tell this story already because I, I, I'm mad about it still and I may have said something but stop know. me if I had it but anyway, like it was a long time ago, so I don't they know. They called me and, and they're like, "Do you?" They're like, "We want to talk to you and get all your information. Where do you live? You know, can we just confirm your address?" And I'm like, "Okay, why not?" I was on a walk. I was bored, sure. And they're like, um, "Have you have you visited KU since you graduated?" I'm like, "Motherfucker, I live in Lawrence still. I walk up on KU every day. I see what is happening there. I see you, KU." And this person again didn't work for KU. They worked for a company that was sourced out by KU to do this fundraising. And then she's like, "Well, we hey, well hey, I didn't call to ask for money, but we're raising money for." <laughs> the the KU COVID fund and and I'm like oh you okay so you're calling you didn't call to raise money but you're raising money for the KU COVID fund and she's like yeah we need money to help students because of COVID and I'm like well I'll tell you what why don't you the first thing you need to do is get your students to stop going to bars unmasked and catching COVID and giving it to everybody in the goddamn town and then maybe maybe I would consider throwing good money uh, at you but right now it's just throwing good money at bad you're you're not even doing it I'm not you Darlene you're not even affiliated with the university but the university's not doing shit about this and they're asking me for money when they can't even handle their own business. No, 
they should get money for having to watch those students for for the for the medical expenses that the city is incurring because their students can't keep masks on. I'm not giving you money, Darlene or Danielle or whatever your name is. I'm not comfortable. Take that to the university. And she said, I will take that to the university. And I said, thank you. We are on the same team now. And she said, I, I don't know about that, sir. And uh, you made it like three we... minutes. You made it like three minutes into this podcast without before you mentioned COVID, which that was a topic we were going to leave alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. We weren't really going to talk about COVID. Anyway, that's yeah. what uh, that that's what you get for for letting letting the endowment vampire in your house, man. Then the, then the endowment <laughs> vampire can keep coming in your house. But apparently, you've solved that problem by just yelling at the vampire until it leaves. No. Not yelling at the vampire, yelling at the vampire's outsourced virtual assistant. You're yelling at, <laughs> at Renfield. Yeah. And isn't yeah. Renfield's life already bad enough? I'm yelling at Guillermo, <laughs> right? And and poor Guillermo. Uh that that guy had a lot uh, going going on for him. Not, he doesn't need to be yelled at by me. And I didn't like KU at the time, and I certainly don't like the things that KU is doing right now. And it's just a bad fit. It's a bad fit. The campus is really pretty. Campus oh, is beautiful. There's a lot of buildings now from from back in my day. Uh, a lot more buildings than there used to be. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. I don't have any problem with them building new buildings. My problem more revolve around like them firing you know a bunch of their diversity staff because oh. of uh, they don't want to face their own white fragility and um, also. Uh, also not really reporting sexual assaults or dealing They're with horrible um, on that horrible at that. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Uh, I mean, I think there's a, I don't know. There's there, somehow we're getting, I don't know. I have no evidence of this, that, that the school seems to be less liberal than it used to be in a lot of ways. I'm wondering if it was that, or it was always that conservative and just every, nobody, nobody questioned it because things weren't quite so polarized, like, right. Uh, right. you know, like, have we gotten savvier and realized, cause I think it was always pretty dangerous for women, even back in our day, although yeah. a lot, of, a lot less people reported because it was more difficult to report than yeah. it wasn't openly yeah, talked you about. Were, you were certain to get unfair treatment if you reported anything back then. It was really dark too, the campus. So yeah. This is a really yeah. dark town, honestly. There's yeah, not my a lot of street lights oh, on a lot of neighborhoods. In a dark street, oh my God, at like two o'clock in the morning the other day, there's this gigantic loud like cop pounding on my window, my back window. Yeah, I have a patio and the windows are like really high. And then and I live in a duplex. And then it sat, and my wife was like, what is that? What is this? She was freaking out. And so I'm like, no, no, something else. And I opened the front door and I heard it again, but it sounded like it was up the street. And I'm like, oh, it's up the street. And then my front door was hit so hard. It started rattling. So I grabbed a baseball bat and I opened the front door and there's this dude, this college dude there. He had a mask on uh, his chin. He was masking his chin. And, uh, uh he was like, Nick Boyle lives here. Nick Boyle, this is Nick Boyle. And I was like, no, dude, you got the wrong place, man. This is the wrong. So then I, my wife, Casey's like, go outside and, and make sure he's gone. And so I go outside and Keith, my neighbor, comes out. And he's like, what the fuck just happened, man? This guy. And I, I was like, I thought it was your buddy Phil. And he's like, 
no with this kid just like walked into my house and he like had no shoes on or a coat it was fucking cold and he was like he was in my house and i was asleep and i just woke up and i was confused and and then he's like i mean i told the guy he was lost and then he came and banged on your door and i told him no no and he said you know then i felt bad like maybe i should have asked if he needed a phone or or a coat or something and I was like, then i felt like shit because i was gonna bang the guy with a baseball bat he was just some drunk kid that was way way lost he must have not had his phone or, or lived in a different time. Maybe he was a time traveler. I I just can't Could say. Could be. That'd be too bad if, like, at some point in history, that Nick guy lived in your house and he's trying to find him. Ooh, and now yeah. robots probably murdered a mom and it's your fault. <laughs> probably is. That's not, that's not fair. It's the robot's no, fault. But you enabled the robot murderers. So my street is so dark that time traveling robots can move about freely. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the thing is, if Amon had let him in, would Amon have just been setting himself up to be murdered by robots? I mean, because robots don't really like robots will go into Amon's house. Robots it's don't. True, care. But I feel like then that the best bet is to not let them let the guy in, because if the robots are tracking like that guy, maybe they'll see he didn't go inside the house and they'll be like, all right, we'll let this guy go. Although maybe they, they try to, to kill Amon to like set up a trap in case the guy comes back. I don't know. It's 50 50. Yeah. Do you remember the movie Stand By Me and there was a the kid told the story about the pie eating contest and there was a kid named Lardass that puked all over everybody? That's what this guy yeah. looked like. He looked like Lardass. Yep. Yeah. So oh. that's a bad, bad robot design. I mean, yeah, puke all over him or a pie or anything, but it, yeah. Right. He looked like huh. Don't I wonder why time traveling murder robots would want him dead. Or why time look traveling like look like Lardass. Uh, the first rule of robotics is don't look like that seems like an accidental time travel not so much like i came back to save the day kind of time travel because i feel like there's got to be another guy although maybe you know maybe he's the only guy they have left hey that's bleak story where's like the t300 that just looks like like looks it's a robot killer that looks like you know a middle-aged white dude with a beer gut that just it's like true like it like, doesn't have to they don't have to like make it look physically fit it's a robot it's like I, they can make I, it just look well, like don't help at all i mean it's because it's it's like all pistons isn't it so he could be a big chunky looking dude like us let danny devito play the terminator you cowards nice <laughs> wait, wait i think we should do I, i'm stealing this from somewhere from some sitcom or something but we should do a real quick check it's 8 38 january whatever day it is. And if in the future, at any point, any of the three of us invent a time machine, let's come right back to this moment right now. So we'll know. Let's take three seconds. <coughs> yeah, that was disappointing. I guess none of us are inventing a time machine. It was. Machine. Well, maybe, maybe like we invented one, but we ran out of fuel though. That's so there's still hope. We came on the wrong day. We came on the wrong day. I can't remember what happens in one of these episodes, like 10 minutes after it ends. So I would I would very much doubt that I'd remember to do that, even if I did invent a invent time travel. I had a I had a great idea for uh, like a comic book series that was like stories to scare conservatives, right? And it was going to be my big graphic novel kind of creep show horror show story. And there's a story about this guy. He's a physics professor at KU. And um, he he loses his son in an automobile accident and it totally changes his world. He becomes mad and obsessed and he suddenly starts playing around with dark science, like trying to figure out time travel and quantum physics. Dark science? Dark science. Dark materials? 
Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like like the evil side of science. He becomes an evil scientist, right? And he's a liberal too. This is important. He's yeah. an evil liberal scientist, and uh, he uh, so he, he gets he he goes more and more mad and he, he works on time travel more and more and then he loses his wife because she can't take his his time travel science anymore and he loses his family and he loses his religion and he becomes deviant and all these horrible things happen but in the end he invents time what do you mean travel. by deviant like what's he get into Republicans consider deviant so like he starts believing in like a living wage and um he stops uh he has a little side business he stops letting his his employees take tips and instead uh assigns a 15 percent gratuity to everybody so that they can get a better wage all around instead of having to you know stuff like that which is so anti-free market america that it's just terrifying the conservatives because what i want is conservatives to really be uncomfortable i want them to be kind of uncomfortable in this story um <laughs> uh so then then he's got this time machine and people are like and and his his ex-wife's like no you can't you can't go back and and save him it was meant to be like this this is what god wanted and he's like save him ha 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 i'm not gonna save him and the next panel is like he's back at at uh he's back at the signing of the the constitution uh just made, taking a marker and marking out the second amendment Boom! End of end of thing. By the way, it's not a car accident. The kid gets accidentally shot. That's why he marks out the Second Amendment. So, <laughs> and and, uh, and then it's then it's, it's, it's the twist, right? He doesn't use it to save his son. He uses it to ban guns for everybody. Conservatives are shocked and aghast. If guns and with were word from our sponsors, if Applebee's. He- he went back 250 years and banned guns. I fear, as, as, you know, there's always consequences with time travel. Time travel is a, a shitty thing to fuck around with. Just ask Doc Brown. Shit, shit can happen. And I think if he wipes out the Second Amendment at the beginning of the Constitution, as horrible as the Second Amendment is in some ways, or as horrible as guns are, I should say, if he wipes out the Second Amendment 250 years ago, I really see a population explosion. Like, there would be so many people. Well, that's the thing. Applebee's. That's <laughs> They all want to go to Applebee's, all of the people. (laughs) Applebee's ad for today, Nelson. (laughs) Applebee's Uh, feed all the people. And and of course, we also, when we have our sponsors, we have the Will's Drunk Puppet Minute brought to you by Sunflower Publishing. That's Sunflower Publishing at sunflowerpub.com for all your publishing needs. Here's the Will's Drunk Puppet Minute. Not anymore. Best we can figure, his accelerated healing cured him of it. Yep. Yeah, that guy hasn't talked to me since that thing happened. Uh, I can't <laughs> really say as I blame him, but uh, Alyssa, if you're listening to this, tell Micah we we had a good time, right? <laughs> it's a good time. Hey, while you're thinking of sponsors, uh, do you know our friend Jen Young up in the place? Do you know the uh, name of it so that we can uh, plug in for him? To, to Latchkey Deli in Lawrence, Kansas. Latchkey Deli. In the old Papa now, Kingles, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, apparently, I'm really excited. They're doing some of the old cheese shop staple right. kind of things like, yeah, grilled sandwiches, which is awesome. Yeah, I read that. They were going to do some cheese shop stuff, um, which is cool. Which is real cool. It sounds like kind of artesian air to the cheese shop throne, right? Like right, right. 
obviously major distri- cheese distribution. It For was- our younger listeners, that was a restaurant from about 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> is it really that long? Yeah, it was. It's at least 15. It was 15 years since I left there. I, I worked there, remember, for a while, mm-hmm. for a long time, and uh, did a lot of that stuff. It came up with a lot of those sandwiches. But anyway, the uh, yeah, so that was 2005, I think, that I left, uh, and it yeah. went on for a while after that. Great place, though. 57 square feet. But anyway, yeah. Got Deli's right. doing a lot of this. Got 57 square feet of peas. Say again. This town needs this, uh, they got a good Reuben, apparently. This town needs more good Reubens. Yeah. Damn right. It's a, it's a Reuben, uh, Reuben desert here. Well, we need, a, urban. A good, we need a good deli that's not a, you know, corporate commercial white privilege deli. Yeah. Applebee's. Maybe you can get a Reuben here. I don't remember. I haven't looked at the menu in a while. Latchkey Deli. Latchkey I can tell you deli, the menu. That's where you got to go. Uh, yeah, you know, been closed. I, I, there's no, there's Applebee's is just fucking standing in the out in the wind with its dick in its hand on Reuben's Latchkey Deli. They will save you. I think Applebee's has a Reuben. Speaking of, you know, a moment to announce that it is Lawrence um, Restaurant Week. Oh, it is. It is. So, uh, for is those it? of you, I thought that was last week. Is it? I think Wasn't it last week? week. I thought it was this week. Well, I thought it was this week too, but yeah. Uh, I thought I saw a bunch of posts about it last week. There was a lot of posts about it last week, but I thought they were hyping it for this week. Oh, okay. This week was Lord's Restaurant Week, so... Shit, I don't know. And if it hasn't already happened. We're really good at announcing. You know, whether it's Restaurant Week or not, go eat at some Lawrence restaurants, because... There you go. You gotta eat food, and they got it. Uh, Maselli's is rocking those those TV dinners. They're doing like old school meatloaf TV dinner, Salisbury steak TV dinners. Uh, my the only disappointment is apparently they don't have the brownie. Uh, uh, the uh, I don't have the brownie. The, the slightly pre cooked weird brownie that always got a piece of corn in it, but that made it. <laughs> <laughs> it has strange texture. Uh, the brownie. The, uh, Van Gogh's giving away food tomorrow at some event associated with MLK. Um, nice. I read that. I read that when I was reading my local news today. Mm-hmm. Go Van Go. Go Van Go. Yeah. Speaking of Van Go, uh, I've just wa- I, I, we were going to do a sports corner. I just keep watching the the Saints give this game away. Oh no! Really? They just keep turning the ball over. Just turning the ball over. Like Sorry. Bree- I, I, like I feel Bree- like I'm distracted because every time I look over, there's a there's a turnover. That's like, a, a lot of ball play. How mm-hmm. old is How old is Drew Brees, man? I think I like went to high school with that guy. Yeah, I I think he is. I'm trying to remember. Forty five. Forty five. Uh, no, I think they're like actually like forty two. Brady's forty three or forty six, somewhere in there, and then and Brady's younger than Brees. Brees is younger than Brady. I think oh. I think Brady's like is he forty three and Breeze is forty two? I can't remember there. Yeah, Brady's forty three because he's many years younger than me, mm-hmm. and I was shocked by that when I learned that. Um, yeah. yeah, my dad asked me if we could uh, uh, like Belichick since he d- declined the uh, Freedom Medal or whatever the the ridiculous thing that the White House 
giving to people like Jim Jordan. All right, sorry, not topical. I mean, topical, but not topical. Yeah. It's all sports <laughs> corner to me. <laughs> well, and Jim, Jor- and Jim Jordan was once a wrestling coach. Mm-hmm. My, my yeah. Sports corner. So, yeah, uh, Chiefs win today. Big win on their way to another Super Bowl, maybe. If yeah. Mahomes- Hopefully, Mahomes is okay. Man, uh, that guy was concussed. You can he see was it. real concussed. Yeah. 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 He's tough, though. Yeah. yeah. If he can get cleared, he'll play, concussed or not. Yeah. Yeah. And football's a brutal sport. Man. Yeah. They try to protect them with the helmets and stuff, but the, the, that equipment just makes it a weapon. But it's a fun game to watch, which, Nelson, what do you think about this? Is that because of the history of the sports in this area, meaning the Chiefs, how they used to always break our hearts, and the Jayhawks, you know, sidebar, do you know what team has lost the most national championships? In basketball, in NCAA basketball, in, in, in NCAA tournament. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm that gonna has- guess us because it's coming off of this, but this that kind of might have been my guess anyway because it, it is true. It is us, and and so generally, if we make it to the final four, we make it to the championship game, and that should be worth something, I think. But mm-hmm. it's not mentioned. But then again, you're kind of always second. But back to the Chiefs and the Jayhawks. That was my thought. That this because of our history of bad luck and our whatever things going wrong breaking our hearts this would most likely be the year that the chiefs and the jayhawks both win championships and i'm not cursing them here because my thought is that no one would be able to celebrate it <laughs> the loneliest parade for a super bowl mm-hmm. win in history <laughs> and that's kind of sad kansas city there there's some maskless motherfuckers out there in kansas city they don't care like douglas county they don't that's, care if they had to they're start- like they had a social distance and parade. You would have to start in Olathe. Like the, the back of the line would be in Olathe. Longest parade ever. Parade Longest. across America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't know. Every, every six feet. I'm actually sort of excited for baseball season. I, I, I find it strange that, that I become more impassioned about the Royals when they suck. I don't know where this happened. I mean, I, no, that's not entirely true, but I guess I follow the team more closely. Are we already late? Yeah, we're, we just we just hit our time. Oh, we did, but that's our time. Did we even talk I about like, it? I ended it on I'm more passionate about the Royals when they suck because I think that's very true. I uh, think it's more more accessible for sure because you know i feel like you're gonna pay you're gonna pay more attention to like hot stove shit and and, a farm system when they suck because you're looking for like angles them not sucking whereas when they're better you're a little less worried if dan reichardt can control his slider like everyone's gonna be competitive you know (laughs) into the todd soden arena lost royal players e brown what was that guy scott posednik posednik was that oh remember Tony Muser was the manager, the grumpiest guy in baseball history. Oh, oh yeah, grumpiest. Oh, double deuce, I guess. I mean, uh, from yeah, Phil Spector died today. Yeah, again. I know. I thought he was dead too. No, he was just convicted of murder, which they were kind of glossing over in all of the obituaries. (laughs) They certainly were. Betty White turned ninety-nine. Again? Yes. Again. She's been mm-hmm. 99 for like 30 years. It's like, you know, when people used to say they were 29 and not turned 30. 
I'm sad I never got to go to her clinic. <laughs> In a treatment center. Here's a shot that you can end up. I think that Julie Louis Dreyfus is the next Betty White. Double Deuce. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at doubledeucepod or Facebook Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do, and it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep, and the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us uh, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce. <laughs>